This is The Eliminator, RC postgame show on your voice of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, 680 CJOB. It's Bob Irving at uh, Calgary where the Winnipeg Blue Bombers have just won the Grey Cup for the first time since 1990. And what an absolutely overwhelming and brilliant performance by the Blue Bombers. 33 to 12, the final score over the Hamilton Tiger Cats over the next uh, hour plus. We're going to take your phone calls. Uh, Doug Brown is with me and he's going to, he's back in our studio in Winnipeg. He's going to analyze the game. Uh, Greg Mackling and Christian O'Mell are at the McMahon Stadium and they'll be filing some interviews with Bomber players here in the next little while. And of course, we'll open the phone lines up, 780-6868 to take your calls as you celebrate the Bombers' first Grey Cup win since 1990. What a great moment this is for the Bomber organization. Wade Miller at the top, uh, Ted Govaya, Danny McManus, the assistant GMs to Kyle Walters, Mike O'Shea, and his entire coaching staff. They never gave up on this team, even though there were some rough patches late in the season. But this now is their fourth win in a row, including the two semi the playoff wins, semifinal and final. And now a resounding victory in the Grey Cup game. And Doug Brown, uh, first of all, give me your sort of overall thoughts about what we saw today. You know, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers just did uh, everything they do well when they win a football game, but today they did it even better. Every <laughs> single thing we have sat there and watched this football team do well in, in, in a game they're going to be victorious in, they just stepped it up another notch. There is not one thing that, there was not one missing ingredient. There was not one captivating play that was not on display. It was an overwhelming, dominant performance. And it's just, you know, I'm seeing on television right now, uh, obviously, congratulations are, it's an incredible feat what has happened for the coaching staff, for the players, uh, for the front office. But there are fans you're getting visuals of, and they're breaking down everywhere. This is incredible. Uh, there are fans that have stuck with this franchise and this football team for almost three decades. And uh, they're finally getting their due and their reward tonight. And it is, uh, it's just an emotional, very, very special moment for this franchise, uh, this football team, and the fans that have stayed with them for so long. Well, and emotional it is, Doug. You and I both know Bomber fans who've been following the club for years, and they've just been dying for this moment. And, of course, the players and the, and the coaches and everybody involved with the, the organization uh, are the happiest group in the world tonight. But I'll tell you what, the fans aren't far behind it because they are, so many of them are vested. I won't say they live and die, but I guess to some degree some of them do. Uh, and to see their team, fight after 29 years, to see them come through and win. And Andrew Harris has a star performance, that defensive front, and we'll talk about all of that as we go. The special teams were good. Medlock tied a Grey Cup record with six field goals. The Bombers had six quarterback sacks at least. I might have missed one at the end. Uh, they had seven turnovers, or they forced seven turnovers. So in the playoffs, Doug, they forced 13 turnovers and committed one, and that was sort of a gimme third down in this game. So 
I don't know, for, for all the fans back in Winnipeg and, and all over Manitoba, uh, and I was sitting in the hotel here today with some people from B.C. wearing their bomber jerseys, their former Manitobans, and they came to this Grey Cup to cheer on the Blue Bombers. Man, oh, man, there's thousands of people who are deliriously happy tonight. It's almost like it was worth waiting for, but not quite. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just what kind of, if you're going to get a monkey off your back to that degree, what better job could they do in terms of going out and just leaving all doubt and all questions behind in terms of which football team deserved to be the champion in, in 2019? There's no question in anybody's mind that this is the best football team in the Canadian Football League. And uh, what a way to do it. Just with a resounding authority, it's it's an incredible scene. And, and just watching this celebration just get ramped up right now. It's, mm. uh, it's going to be a crazy few days, if not a few weeks, in Manitoba. Well, the pent-up joy coming out with the players and the coaches, uh, some of them would be a little more reserved. Certainly Mike O'Shea would be more reserved. This is his fifth Grey Cup win now, three as a player, one as an assistant coach, and now his first as a head coach. So let's uh, look over the game, Doug. So third play of the game, Brandon Alexander makes an interception, uh, and then Willie Jefferson forces a fumble. Adam Big Hill recovers, and Andrew Harris goes in for 15 yards and a touchdown. And I thought in the first quarter, the Bombers said, you know, the, the play was even. Maybe Hamilton had a bit of an edge, but the force turn, and then they stopped Hamilton on the third and one late in the quarter at the Bomber 33-yard line. So that's three first force turnovers in the first quarter, and that just kind of sent them on their way, didn't it? Yeah, you know, we really felt like a factor in this game would be, you know, Dane Evans is not a rookie, but in my mind, he's this is his rookie quarterback season where he was starting uh, games, and Having a, an opening quarter like that, I think, uh, was the key to this game in terms of rattling the quarterback, uh, jumping out to a lead, getting that confidence. I mean, it was incredible. Willie Jefferson, he got that penalty for unnecessary roughness, and you're like, oh, no, he ruined this, and then, boom, next play, strip sack, right? And yep. turnover. So any great cup where you, you're plus three in the first quarter, uh, taking the football away, I mean, you're just positioning. Your, you couldn't have imagined, you couldn't have written a better script for a football team with a 29-year drought to start off uh, a game in a, in a first quarter. It was, uh, I mean, if you literally got to pen every single advantage you would want for your football team, it wasn't enough to how well they, they got off to uh, a good start as this game kicked off. And, of course, uh, you know, so many things to talk about. Chris Strebler's incredible toughness just leaps to the sort of the front of the page to some degree along with a lot of other things doug but uh, here's a guy who could barely walk at the end of the game but he's running for yards he's catching passes he's throwing passes yeah i mean the the touchdown pass he threw to andrew harris i mean i almost put a tweet out there in winnipeg the quarterbacks throw the ball they run the ball, they catch the ball, and they and they also uh, they probably block too if uh, if need be. So it's just it's incredible, you know, uh, how that 
I don't think anyone was really, well, I guess to a degree, Paul Apolis had an idea that he wanted to have a Chris Strebler package for him, but I don't think anyone had any idea it was going to be so critical and so involved in such an important part of the success of this football team, especially with a deep run into the playoffs. Having that dynamic, having that ability of your quarterbacks to drop in vertical passes with excellent touch from Zach Kolaris, but also thunder that football or or make it an absolute nightmare for a defense to defend the run because you there are too many guys to cover that you had to concern yourself with. It just opened things up, and it was so effective in this critical stretch for this football team. Well, in the past, that Strebler, as you say, threw to Harris for the touchdown in the second quarter that gave the Bombers the 18-6 lead, Doug. Nobody could have thrown that ball any better. He just <laughs> he threaded it in there between two defenders. They were talking on TV about the the great catch, but the throw was even better, I thought. Yeah, and that's you know that's part of the mantra from Mike O'Shea about not hearing the outside noise. The more everybody talked about Chris Strebler and what a great runner he was, they just totally dismissed and forgot and neglected and and ignored the fact that you know he's not the best passer in the CFL but he can throw the football down the field and sure. and when he has time and when he's on point he is uh he's very effective with that so it was uh you know that was great to see you just let those stories run about how he's strictly a running quarterback and it just set him up in this game to show what else he could do and the fact that he's not just a one-dimensional player you mentioned Paul Lapolice Doug Brown uh, Lapo uh, he had it dialed up pretty good today calling plays didn't he oh i mean who didn't get involved in this football game yeah right yeah. like uh, what didn't they do on the ground or through the air uh, who didn't make a play uh, there was a there was a mention at one point in this game that pretty much anybody that could catch a football did catch a football in this game uh what about the boys from oak park high school yeah, yeah. you know i mean maybe the portage and main thing should start there because uh what a job that Nick Dembski and Andrew Harris did in this football game. And that's, you know, they were the catalyst, I feel, for for ending this drought. And what a better story than to have the homegrown boys uh, really be on the forefront of uh, changing the fortunes of this football team. And Andrew Harris had 134 yards rushing. Talk about a man possessed, uh, Doug, and we know what kind of a season it's been for Andrew. A, a great season, but always that little... You know, that little bit about the suspension for two games, and there was talk of it here again this week. And, you know, he hears all that stuff, but, boy, he went out. And he got some great work from the offensive line, too, didn't he? Oh, it was it was incredible. I mean, like you said, we all know that when Andrew Harris runs the ball well, this football team is probably most likely going to win the game. And for the most part, throughout this football game, he was averaging 10 yards a carry. I mean, that is insane in a Grey Cup game against a defense the caliber of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. That is off the charts, and you're very much right. First contact for Andrew Harris would be five, six, seven yards down the field sometimes because of the job. I mean, positional blocking, uh, just man-on-man, uprooting guys. That offensive line performance was outstanding tonight. Yeah, the offensive guards in particular. I thought young Drew DeJarle um, and Pat Newfield and then Speller in the middle. Uh, and, the, you know, we always expect the tackles to be good, but, boy, those guys inside were really good. Yeah, it's uh, it's incredible. I, I, I'm still seeing these fans. It's Bob, I don't know if you have visuals to these, but watching how affected these Winnipeg Blue Bomber fans are right now and just overwhelmed yeah. 
with emotion. This is uh, this is such uh, an incredible moment for this this football team. And and you're right, so many angles. I mean, this is going to be a long, long post game show. There's so much <laughs> to talk about. I mean, are there two better defensive ends? In, in the CFL, like no. in history, in the last 20 years, than Jackson Jeffcoat and Willie Jefferson? I just don't know. Yeah, well, Jeffcoat was fabulous today. And I mean, we know how good he is. We, Doug, we were saying on the pregame show that when you travel around the league and listen to the other coaches talk about the bomber players that they kind of have to watch out for, you always hear about Willie Jefferson, but you hear a lot about Jackson Jeffcoat too. Now, he missed six games because of injury, and then those guys in the middle, Drake Evans had a sack. There was a play where Steve Richardson absolutely yeah. walked the guard back into the quarterback. You saw that. Yeah, they were trying to slide protection on him, and uh, once uh, a guy that size, that powerful, gets ahead of steam, getting vertical up the field. It doesn't matter what kind of angle you have on him. He's just going to cut underneath that and get in. I mean, I felt bad as much as I wanted the Winnipeg Blue Bombers win this game. I felt bad for Dane Evans and uh, what he was feeling in the pocket and in the backfield there. It was interesting. The Hamilton Tiger Cats had at least three All-Stars, I believe, on their offensive line going into this game, and they just got it handed to them. It was, uh, they actually had the illusion that they could block these guys man up. And uh, did they ever have a rude awakening in terms of the outcome of this football game? Clay Young's out in the streets and has a, has a report for us. Clay? I'm here at the corner of Portage in Maine where Bomber fans have gathered. Uh, city police have now closed the intersection down. The drought is over and uh, fans are... Fans are very jubilant. Uh, you guys, what do you think? The, the, the bombers have ended the drought. Oh, man, 29 years. I remember last time they won it, I was sitting there thinking, kind of like, eh, you know, they'll do it again in a year or two. Man, was I wrong. This is, like, awesome. I don't know what to say. I told them you cannot miss being down here at Portage of Maine for this. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, it's uh, the crowd is growing and growing. And, again, if you are coming down here, uh, city police have closed the intersection, but there's plenty of places to park further up uh, Portage Avenue or Main Street. Clay Young, Global News. All right, Clay, we appreciate that update. Hey, Doug, uh, the uh, the picture of cool all the time on the Bombers is Zach Kolaris, right? He's just Mr. Cool. Uh, and I know he gets excited sometimes. We saw that in the two other playoff games. But what a calming influence he must be to that offensive group. Yeah, I mean, he's got that veteran poise, that savvy. He doesn't blink in the pocket there. He's just... You know what impresses me the most about Zach Kolaris is just he's fearless with the football. He just Mm -hmm. takes shots. He just believes in his arm and his guys. I mean, these are guys he's got weeks of experience only with. Uh, You could probably count on your fingers and toes how many times he's thrown passes to these guys in games. And he just he plays with such a confidence. And I think that rubs off on his receivers, knowing he's going to give them opportunities to go out and make plays for this football team. And he's not afraid to put the ball up there and take a shot and lay it on the line and uh, give them an opportunity to, to make a play on the football. And he did that. We, we saw that really start to build over this playoff run. And uh, once again, he was dropping him in down the field just when you thought the momentum was being taken away from the Winnipeg Blue Bombers at, at a point in this game. He brought him back with a big play time and time again. 
There was a play late in the third quarter. Hamilton had just scored a touchdown, Doug, to make it 24-12. The Bombers were second and six at their 45. Calaris was pressured. He, he did a beautiful job of kind of moving up in the pocket. He found Drew Wolitarski for a big gain. That led to a field goal. That was one play, but a monster play. Yeah, there was there was so many like that. And like you said, he doesn't he doesn't play to the crowd. He doesn't get overly excited. He's Joe Cool out there in the pocket and he's just a model of efficiency and a, a leader that that brings his troops around by his performance, not necessarily his words. He shows you how to get it done, and I think the guys just fed off that, and the offensive attack was so balanced. I mean, it was just enhanced. They're always good at, at, at running the football, and and then you know they're they're kind of running to open up the pass. And mm-hmm. tonight it was just it was so balanced across the board, and they were so dynamic. Well, my phone is blowing up, Doug. I'm sure yours <laughs> is too. I just got a text from Doug Barry, the former Bomber head coach. Congratulations to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, a friend of mine, and and their deserving fans. Said Doug, I got a friend of mine in uh, Phoenix who was watching the game. Uh, said he's elated by the outcome, and on and on it goes. Uh, boy, there's lots of people all over North America and probably say the world because there are Bomber fans everywhere on the planet who we hear from all the time who will be absolutely in ecstasy tonight. The Bombers win the Grey Cup. The Bombers win the Grey Cup. First time in 29 years anybody's been able to say that. And did they ever win it, leaving no doubt. 33-12 over Hamilton. So we'll open the phone lines up. As I say, Greg Mackling and Christian O'Mell are over at the stadium, and we'll hear from some of the victorious Bombers here very shortly. We'll also talk to you when we come back. And, Doug, of course, we'll have more analysis, and we'll have some stats for you. You're listening to the Eliminator RC Great Cup postgame show on the home of the Bombers, 680 CJOB. This is the Eliminator RC Grey Cup postgame show on your voice of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, 680 CJOB. And the victorious Grey Cup coach Mike O'Shea joins us on our postgame show. Mike, congratulations. Thanks, Bob. Really appreciate it. Tell us uh, how you feel right now. Oh, I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good. <laughs> Just going around and hugging a few guys that I missed. Yeah, I thought you might. Um, yeah. You wouldn't have expected, well, who knows what to expect in a game, but what an impressive performance by your team. Yeah, all three phases uh, did a good job. I thought, you know, the defensive front and the offensive line especially, boy, they got after it today. That defensive front was all over Dane and uh, didn't give him a lot of time. I'm sure our coverage must have been pretty good and had to hang on the ball a little bit. But these all three phases I thought played well. I said earlier, to have to have the, the whole team play at such a high level when it mattered most is really impressive. Well, I can tell you Manitoba's going nuts, Mike. They've closed the corner of Portage and Maine. Uh, people have flooded down there. There's a celebration going on, <laughs> unlike we've seen. Uh, that would hey, that'd make you feel good, wouldn't it? Yeah, I can't I can't wait to see the pitchers. Yeah. So the inside of your offensive line, uh, Speller, Dejarle, Newfeld, you talk about physical. They owned that area, didn't they? Yeah, I thought we were able to run the ball pretty hard today. So, I mean, that's uh, credit to them. And everybody on offense, Dembski, Miller, Wolitarski, Lawler, Bailey, Darvin Adams, threw a pass, Strevler. There wasn't anybody who didn't contribute. As I said, on the, on the biggest game of the year, and, and our guys showed up. So it's uh, it, it really is impressive to, to, to play that well when it matters most. 
Mike, Doug, anything for the coach? Yeah, Mike, what would you say to the fans that have stuck by this franchise for 29 years waiting for this day to happen? Do you have a message for those people? Well, you got me on the spot here. <laughs> I just, you know, the, the dedication is, we can't imagine how much we appreciate it. And I also want to say for the for the fans that, you know, there's going to be fans that maybe missed it by a year whose loved ones maybe have missed it for a year, but I bet you they're smiling down on us right now too. Anything else you want to add, Mike, before we let you go? Go Blue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Michael Shea. We appreciate that. Uh, Michael Shea, just outside the Blue Bomber locker room. That uh, Doug, that's about as excited as you'll ever hear him, right? Yeah. He uh, <laughs> Actually, the, the, the one thing I, I missed asking was whether he was going to allow his players to uh, celebrate this one for more than one day before they got oh, back yeah. to business, you know, and started worrying yeah. about 2020. <laughs> but maybe they'll get, you know, maybe he'll give them until Tuesday. It'll be well. Uh, <laughs> they got all. They got. They'll have all winter, and he he will allow them uh, and and support them in that effort. All right. I think we have. Is it Greg Mackling to talk to Kyrie Wilson, Kyle? Oh, Christian, talk to Kyrie Wilson. Let's hear that. Now, uh, how does it feel to be a Great Cup champion? Oh man, it feels. Man, I just. Like, I don't have any words, man. It feels so good. It's, it's like I almost can't believe that it's real. Can't believe it's true, man. It just feels so good. All the hard work that we went through, the ups and downs, man, it all paid off, man. So to be looking around at this stadium right now, filled with blue and gold and happiness, how do you put this into words? Man, it's a man, it's a dream come true, man. We got it was like a home, it was like a home, home, uh, a home game because everybody came out, all the bombers and like, man, the fans, the fans was just so good, man. Hey, I just love it. I just love it, man. Who do you have here with watching you tonight? Oh, this is my mom. <laughs> my mom, Rochelle, and my stepdad, Art. Art stay right here. Oh, Rochelle for you. For Come on down to Winnipeg. This my man. This my man. Thank you. Well, Kyrie, congratulations on this. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. All right, Christian. Thanks very much. And hey, Doug, we, you know, you and I have talked about Kyrie Wilson often this year. He's the kind of guy who flies under the radar. There was one play I remember where he ran down Speedy Banks, and I thought, wow, there's a guy playing with some energy. Yeah, I mean, the guys were just possessed in, in terms of their effort, and you would have moments, if you had a, a creeping doubt come in your mind, you're like, okay, they're playing so outstandingly well right now, can they maintain this? Are mm -hmm. they going to allow Hamilton to get back in this game? Are they not going to be able to play with this lead? But they kept, you know, you want to talk about having your foot down on the pedal and, and just enhancing and staying after it, uh, this entire team, the, the focus, the energy, the effort on, on the field, it literally magnified as the game went on. Yeah, you talk about team efforts in sport, and football's the ultimate team game, man. There wasn't a bomber tonight who didn't contribute. Drew Walatarski was a key part of it, and Christian O'Mell talked to him. Drew Walatarski, how does it feel to be a Great Cup champion? Man, uh... Very good. I don't even think it's hit me yet, but I see the excitement out here. I, I know we won, but it hasn't even hit me yet, but I'm so excited, man, holding that trophy, touching it for the first time. Um, seeing everyone so happy, man. I mean, we've put in so much work. We have came through a lot of stuff. We've had changes to, to roster, to, to players getting hurt, to still playing. It's just amazing, man, and I'm, I'm beyond blessed and happy. How would you describe how this game went for your team tonight? Dominant, man. We, we just came out, and, and we're dominant. 29-year drought. How does it feel to end that for the city of Winnipeg? We're about to find out, man. We're about to find out. So, your job in this offense, you know, not a lot of catches throughout the year. Not, no, like the passing attack wasn't a huge deal, but 
how key was the running game, the balance of pass to run, in getting you guys this trophy? Huge. I mean, we have a great offensive mind, man, and, and we know what we're doing. We we have a great job keeping the defenses off balance, and we came out here and did that again today and, and made it work. And, and we make big plays when we have to make them, and, and we have a lot of those. So uh, that's just part of our offensive scheme, and that's what we uh, were able to do tonight. Finally, how about Andrew Harris? Beast, man. Love the guy. He's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. All right, Christian O'Mell with Drew Walatarski. Three catches for 40 yards for Walatarski tonight. And Doug Brown, here are some final numbers. Winnipeg had 22 first downs to 20 for Hamilton. And here's this beautiful balance that, you know, we've seen so much this year. 186 yards rushing, 222 yards passing, 405 net yards. And there were not many people who follow the Canadian Football League, Doug Brown, who thought the Blue Bombers could have over 400 yards of offense against that pretty good Hamilton defense. Against Hamilton in pristine conditions. I mean, Hamilton was the favorite in this game. This is what makes this so special as well and such an accomplishment and, and such a landmark victory for this football club. I mean, 15-win football team. They were excellent. They did not have weaknesses. Uh, you know, we were hard-pressed to say, which areas do the Bombers have an overwhelming advantage in this game? And they just upped their level. They, you know, they really believed in what they were accomplishing, uh, what they were able to do over the weeks uh, that they had created momentum in, in the playoffs against Saskatchewan and, and Calgary. They built off of that, and they've been through so much. It, it just was a, a testament of their will, I think, and their desire in this football game. It's interesting, Doug. I think we got a sense being around the team this week and the, and the last few weeks, I certainly did anyway, that there was something going on here. Yeah. I told lots of people that. I said, I don't know what it is. Uh, you know, it's hard to sort of identify it, quantify it, describe it. But there's something going on with this team. And I bumped into a bunch of guys the last two days uh, around their hotel. Drew DeJarley on the elevator today. And I said, are you nervous? And he had a big smile on his face. He <laughs> said, no, I'm ready. And, and the whole sort of uh, vibe around the team was, we got this. We got this. And it's, it's interesting. They did, didn't they? Yeah. Like I say, sometimes you get a buy-in, right? You understand when things change with your football team. And I really think the addition of Zach Kolaris yeah. to this football team, it just changed everything for them. They shifted gears with that. They were like, wow, here's our opportunity now. We're going to roll. We're going to ride with this guy. He brings a veteran, accomplished presence to us. He solidifies things offensively. He opens up the playbook once again for Paul Lapolice. And they just rode with it. And with every and each successive victory, with more adversity on the road, they just built a monster, which we saw unleashed on Hamilton today. So a few more of the stats, and here's another one, Doug, that just screams out at you. Time of possession, Winnipeg 35 and a half minutes. Hamilton 24 and a half. Turnovers, seven by Hamilton, one by Winnipeg. Penalties weren't a factor at all in this game. The Bombers took a couple early, uh, didn't hurt them, but really they were not an issue in this game. Now, individually, uh, let's see. Dane Evans was 16 of 27, 203 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Uh, just the kind of game that Hamilton couldn't have from him if they were going to win the game. Zach Calaris, 17 of 23, uh, 170 yards. And Chris Streveler was 3 of 3 for 39 yards. Rushing Streveler, 9 carries for 30. Andrew Harris, 18 carries for 134. Harris also caught five passes for 35 yards. And Kyle, I missed that. 
Okay, Andrew Harris joins us now on our post-game show. Andrew, congratulations. Thank you so much. Man, you look like a man possessed tonight. Absolutely. I mean, uh, uh, set our goals. And, uh, you know, when you start doing something and to, to, to have an opportunity to make it come true, you take full advantage of that opportunity. And today uh, I, did, I did just that. When did you feel that you guys sort of had control or, or were really in, in, in a good sort of place? I think that first drive in the second half, I mean, we came down and, and got points and, um, you know, our defense was, was not allowing them to get anything. And, you know, they are bending, not breaking. And, um, you know, uh, there, there was a lot of moments where I felt like we had it. And, um, you know, you just hope that, uh, you know, everyone just does hold, hold tight and does their job. And, and we did it. And, uh, you know, our defense, six turnovers, absolutely stand out, uh, outstanding. And, uh, you know, the sacks and just an amazing effort from our defense. They've closed Portage and Maine, the city and the province going nuts. How do you feel about that? Oh, man, Portage and Maine is closed? That's crazy. Yep. I mean, that's, yep. that's awesome. Uh, they deserve it. They deserve it. I can't wait to get back to, get back, uh, to Winnipeg and, and celebrate with the rest of the city. Doug? Andrew, how do you feel about how incredible it was tonight that the two kids from Oak Park, yourself and Nick Dembski, had such a tremendous impact on ending this 30-year drought? I mean, me and Dembski have been talking about this for a while. and uh, That's what know, it took. Felt, That's what it took to get it done. And, uh, are, are working working hard together. And um, for us to do this, you know, I was the first guy I grabbed after Victorio and um, just wanted to just, you know, just enjoy it. He's, he's like a little brother to me. And, uh, you know, I just watch his game elevate to another level. Last couple of years, I'm just so proud of him. Those guys up front, Andrew, Newfeld, Speller, and Dejarly, in particular, the guys in the middle, they did some good work tonight, didn't they? Absolutely. I mean, the guys in the middle, our receivers did a great job blocking. Um, overall, just uh, outstanding team effort um, from everybody, uh, you know, in the run game. And, you know, when Strebler comes in with the sore ankle and able to, uh, you know, piece off the yardage that he did and uh, give us another option. And, um, you know, it's just an amazing effort from everyone. Is Mike O'Shea going to let you guys uh, celebrate for a day or two before you get back to work? <laughs> I don't know. I hope so. Joe Sargent probably have, have us doing a rundown tomorrow. <laughs> hey, uh, finally, before we let you go, Andrew, yeah. tell us tell us about O'Shea's role and how he sort of handled this team through some of the tough times here late in the year. Sorry, I missed that first part. Yeah, I want you to tell us how Mike O'Shea has handled this team through some tough times late in the year and through this uh, these last few games. Well, he, he's he's a he's a sounding board for us, man. And he's uh, like I said, he's a big he's a big brother. Um, you know, he, he he understands and respects the things that we've been through, and um, you know, he's very consistent in how he approaches the team and, and our efforts, and, and you know, uh, the things we do well and the things we don't do well. So, um, you know, he's just been so consistent in everything he's done, and. Um, guys appreciate and respect him, and um, you know it's just everyone wants to play for this guy, and, and you know absolutely just go to work for him. Hey, Andrew Harris, you're bringing the Grey Cup home to Winnipeg. <laughs> oh man! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Andrew. Take care, man. Congrats, Andrew Harris. What a game he had today. And Dougie talked about everybody contributing. So Dembski, one carry, 22 yards, four catches, 45 yards. Chris Strebler had that catch on the pass from Darvin Adams uh, for 13 yards. Janarian Grant had a catch for 11 yards. Uh, Rashid Bailey caught two for 15. We thought he had a touchdown late, too. Kenny Lawler, three catches, 52 yards. Just tremendous balance on offense. Yeah, and that's, you know, we haven't mentioned Paul Apolis and his involvement right. and, uh, you know, his part of this 
overwhelmingly dominant performance tonight. He was masterful out there in terms of the play calling, terms of the distribution of the football. Uh, he could not be stopped. He had the hot hand that could get this done against a very, very good Hamilton defense, and it was incredible. He had the Midas touch tonight. Everything was averaging off the charts. 10 yards a carry for Andrew Harris. Distri- distribution of the football to all of his receivers. You got Janarian Grant, first play of the game, doing a speed sweep for a first down. It was just, he was two steps ahead of everybody, and he'd also thought up new wrinkles to input into this football game to just make this offense a, a compelling, overwhelming juggernaut. Yeah, I think we could say this was Paul Lapolis's finest moments Ooh. because the, the, the game he drew up was... Well, I don't know if anything's ever flawless, Doug, but it was brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, I've seen him a couple times on display when he, he gets this far ahead. He gets a couple steps ahead of the, the, the coordinators he's going up against. And this is, uh, this is one for the ages in terms of the dominance of, of the performances, not only by the offense, uh, the other phases as well. Well, here are the defensive stats, Doug Brown. Willie Jefferson, two tackles and three sacks. Jackson Jeffcoat, four tackles and two sacks. The big defensive ends came through big time, did they not? Oh, I mean, watching that front four, it was just uh, it brought a tear to my eye, seeing how much fun those guys were having out there. Uh, just relentless pursuit of the quarterback, disruption, strip sacks, quarterback sacks, hits, uh, sniffing things out, playing against the run. It was uh, they were so dynamic. They were all over the place. Uh, they just couldn't be blocked one on one. You tried yep. to block these guys one on one head up tonight. You just lost the game. It just wasn't going to happen. Yeah, and talk about the balance again. Steve Richardson, two tackles. Kyrie Wilson had five tackles. Mike Jones had four tackles and a special teams tackle. Adam Big Hill had four tackles. And we all saw the tackle Tiadric Hansen made on that special teams play. So everybody yeah. chipped in. And what Hansen was pretty excited, wasn't he? That was <laughs> that hit on special teams. I was I jumped out of my seat when I saw that. I couldn't believe the violence in that collision. That was that was almost excessive. It was uh, wow. You just see someone running full speed in one direction and just get planted. That was incredible. All right. Well, we're going to uh, talk to some more of the Bombers outside their locker room, and we'll uh, open the phone lines up again because we want you to weigh in. We want to hear how you feel about the first Blue Bomber Great Cup championship in 29 years as they route the Hamilton Tiger Cats 33-12 in front of 35,000 fans at McMahon Stadium in Calgary tonight. You're listening to the Eliminator RC Grey Cup postgame show on 680 CJOB. This is the Eliminator RC Grey Cup postgame show on your voice of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, 680 CJOB. All right, we're back in Calgary, the postgame show for Eliminator RC. Great to have you with us after... Well, it's a red-letter day in Winnipeg and Manitoba for Blue Bomber and sports fans, and I think for even people beyond that in the province, uh, you know, it makes us feel all feel good when uh, our sports, one of our national sports teams does well, and uh, the Bombers more than did well tonight. They walloped <laughs> Hamilton 33-12 in the Grey Cup game. Doug, before we get to more interviews, we've got a bunch of them lined up from yeah. outside the Bomber locker room. You're a proud Bomber alumni member. How does this make you feel? 
You know, it's uh, you're just so happy. I I think about you know I I had my opportunities. I think about you know other guys that that played after me, that played before me, guys that got it done. And the most the most impactful thing for me about this entire win is is just knowing that base of of fans for this football team. Twenty nine years they waited. And we had, what was this, the sixth or the seventh opportunity? Sixth. The yeah. sixth opportunity for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers to uh, to end that. It took this long. And, you know, players come and go. We have our shots. I had I had three shots. A guy like Troy Westwood, I think, had like four shots. It, it, we all have our little moments in time in the history of this football club. But the fans are there through it all. You know, and, and for me, you know, the players that won tonight and the front office staff and the coaches and the executives, I, they're another chapter in the history of this book. But the one constant, I feel the the one, you, you know, the uniform aspect throughout this entire drought was was that 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 base of fans that, that just no matter what happened they just endured and they endured and finally you know after something unprecedented and so long uh, they got their opportunity uh in, in the sun and and you have to be it's just it has to be so rewarding for them and watching them that's that's my proudest moment right now is yeah. watching these long suffered suffering fans just just rejoice and just be overcome and overwhelmed with emotion it's it's incredible well said mr brown let's go back to some more interviews christian omel talked to willie jefferson willie jefferson you're a great cup champion how does it feel amazing man happy to bring this cup back to the city happy that uh to end the drought just happy man for the whole organization and for this team to dominate like this what does that say about your group man that we was ready man that we've been that we came in ready to play this team man we we, we uh we did a lot of film study a lot of, you know what I'm saying, a lot of meetings, a lot of talking, a lot of practice. This was the only team that we didn't beat during the regular season, man. It was a statement game for us tonight, man. We had to come in and show this team that we weren't the same team that they played against during the regular season. And what was the statement you made tonight? Great coach. To touch that trophy, what was that like for you? Man, it meant a lot to me, man. I haven't touched that trophy since 2015. For me to touch that trophy this year with a new team, new organization, new teammates, it means everything to me. And have your daughter with you here too. How does it, how is that? How important is that? I man, it's surreal, man. For her to for her to be here with me, my wife, my mom, my dad. You know, man, for them to experience this, yeah, never forget it. Congratulations, Willie. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's something. Uh, thanks, Kristen. That nobody will forget who was involved in it. Uh, let's go to Greg Mackling now. He's with the uh, longtime bomber vet Darvin Adams. Congratulations, my man. How's this feeling right now? I know it's a cliche question. That feels great, you know. What, what other better what better feeling do you want? You know what I'm saying? This is great. Mission accomplished. This is a career culminating thing for you. For sure. How long you thought about this? Uh, a long time. You know, I just I'm really just thankful for the organization just uh sticking with me and you know uh, sticking with the core group of guys around here and uh, not giving up on us and in, in the shows. You guys essentially played a perfect first half. Uh, we'll never say perfect, but we're, Damn we're so close. thankful. We're we so thankful just for the win. You know, we're thankful. We're humble and we're still hungry. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> we're humble and we're still hungry. Well, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think you've sated your appetite a bit tonight, uh, Darvin Adams. All right, Christian O'Malley is Adam Big Hill. Adam Big Hill, you said you wanted to win this for the city of Winnipeg. You've got a great cup for the city of Winnipeg. What does this mean to you? 
it means everything because I resigned to come here and win a championship. I knew how close we are. I knew how great this organization is. I knew we were close. I mean, we battled all year long, and, and we stayed we stayed to the grind. We stayed focused for each other, and we got to this moment. We took advantage. Everyone played so great tonight. I mean, it's coming home to Winnipeg. Why was this team able to be so dominant tonight? I mean, it, it just comes down to we got we got good guys. We got good locker room. We got the, the unity. We got the team. We got the family. We got guys that believe, that care, that put in the work. We got the coaching staff that, that loves us, and we love them back. I mean, it was destined to be. How good is Andrew Harris? Andrew Harris is the best running back in this league, and it's not even close. What statement did he make tonight? I mean, he made a statement that he's hard to tackle. He's going to grind for every single yard. Uh, man, he can do it all. Out of the backfield, catching balls, running, chewing up clock. I mean, I don't know what his stats were tonight, but they were crazy. And for him to be the first person ever to be the most outstanding Canadian and the most outstanding player in a Great Cup game, that's something special, isn't it? Well, I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm not surprised. Andrew is that kind of guy that can accomplish that. I mean, he's been a workforce, workhorse for us all year long. And, I mean, it makes total sense that that happens tonight. And I am not surprised. And look around the stadium, seeing all the blue and gold fans cheering you guys on. How does that feel? This was a home field advantage tonight. So many people showed up to cheer us on. I mean, I... I can't thank them enough, and I'm so glad that we can give them the Grey Cup and let them feel the love of what we brought for them. Congratulations, Adam. Thank you. All right, Kristen. Hey, Doug, boy, you could feel it in Adam's voice. Uh, he is some fired up, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> this wow. is just so fun to hear these. And, you know, a lot of them don't even realize the magnitude, I think, of it until you've been entrenched in this city and understand and spent that time with with the club and the fan base and and the environment i don't quite think even you know they're just at the tip of the iceberg of of, of what this means to some people in this community yeah that's for sure i think though adam big hill has kind of picked up on it as well yeah. as anybody could you know who's only been here for a couple of years but uh he's been saying all week uh you know i want to i want to take this home to winnipeg i feel a real connection with the people there and and you know from your experience it doesn't take very long when you're a blue bomber to feel a connection with the fans does it yeah and it's the passion right you you understand they get upset when you don't play well and you lose because you know they have so much invested in this football team just emotionally and and personally mm -hmm. it, you know it affects people in this province uh, how the the fortunes of this football team play out and uh, that's why it's going to be such a great ride uh, in this community and in this province over the next few weeks and the celebrations to come this is just going to be exceptional because it is so long overdue and such a long time in coming well and there is going to be a parade on tuesday i do not have all the details yet but i have been told there will be a parade uh, in downtown Winnipeg, I don't know the location, the route yet, but it's going to happen on Tuesday, unless things have changed from what I was told yesterday, and I don't think they have. Okay, before we get back to more interviews after the Bombers' Grey Cup win, let's go back to Clay Young, who's going to have a report for us. Clay? Here at Portage in Maine, the crowd has uh, steadily increased in size. People began showing up uh, as soon as the game ended, and there's more people streaming in. Uh, they're waving bomber flags. They're ch chanting, we want the cup, ma'am. Uh, you're a longtime Bomber fan. What is it? Uh, how does it feel that the drought is finally over? Longtime Bomber fan, and it feels amazing that the drought is over. And a win in their hometown for Nick Dempsey. 
Kowalski and Andrew Harris is amazing. I know both those guys uh, graduated from Oak Park, and I'm so happy for both of them. Um, it's emotional. It's emotional, yeah. for sure. Yeah, no, I'm so happy for those guys. They must. I can't imagine how they must feel today. Um, both of them are so proud to be playing for their hometown, um, and it shows in how they play, and uh, it means a lot to all of our fans. Uh, everybody loves both of them. Thank you so much. Go back to the party. Reporting from Portage in Maine, Clay Young, Global News. Yeah, I don't know what the weather's like, Doug. You could tell me back in Winnipeg where it's now 9.35 at night. But on a Sunday night at this hour for people, in a, uh, it's cold and snowing, is it? It doesn't matter, Bob. No, I That's what the weather is right now. It yeah, doesn't okay. matter temperature. Right. That's okay. yeah. no, it's, it's, it's not ideal. It's not pristine here, that's for sure. It's pretty wet. It's pretty nasty. It's pretty uncomfortable out there. But you just become impervious to it. There are certain moments in uh, in time for a city where these things, you just become immune to them, I suppose. Well, apparently, yeah. Let's go back to Greg Mackling, who talked with uh, Oak Park grad and star of tonight's game, Nick Dembski. Greg? Nick Dembski, CJOB. I know, I know. <laughs> what a special moment for a young man from Winnipeg. What a culmination. Storybook is the word. Nick, we know this is extra special for you. Your family is here. You did it for Winnipeg. You've been talking about this since you came to Winnipeg as a free agent. The typical question, how's it feeling right now? It feels amazing, man. You know, I've, I've already got asked that a lot, but you know, I, I, I can answer it over and over again, man. You know, I'm ecstatic. You know, I, I just can't believe through all the hard work, we, we stuck we stuck with each other through through all the ups and downs, man, we, and we made it happen. You know, this is something that nobody can take away from us, and it feels amazing. How does it feel to contribute the way you did? You're an integral part of the game today, man. You know, I'm just as I said, I'm just I'm just happy to get this win. I I just want to do anything I could to get my teammates in the right position to win, and and you know what, whatever I did works. So I'm just thankful, man. Go spend some time with your family. Congratulations. Thank you very much. All right, uh, Greg, thank you. I understand Greg is standing by live now. Uh, GMAC, give us a sort of paint the scene for us there at McMahon Stadium and uh, what's it like around that bomber locker room? Well, I'm not in the locker room yet because the party is still happening on the field. You can hear it in the background <laughs> yeah. here. You noticed, you'll remember what happened in Regina last week, Bob, and all the Blue Bomber fans kind of rushed down to the front rows at Mosaic Stadium. Well, the same thing has happened here. There are thousands of, there are thousands of fans here on the field, ringing the field. It is like mini Winnipeg here. The sea of blue and gold, Bob, Doug, is absolutely overwhelming. I spoke with Carol Barrett, the long time administrator of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. I asked her I asked her if she ever thought she'd see another Grey Cup after seeing three, and she confessed to me that she thought that she may never actually see the Bombers win a Grey Cup again. It's absolutely pandemonium, as you might expect, fellas. So let me get this straight. It's almost an hour after the game, and you say there are still players on the field. Players are still on the field. There are just a handful. They've sort of been summoned to the locker room. But yeah. there are so many family members here, Bob, as you know. Yeah. And just the celebration between friends and extended family. And you know how close this organization is. Everybody's got their, their group of, of people that are with them. And, well, well there you go. Steagle, Steagle, Steagle. Milt Steagle's getting a shout-out now from the faithful, Bob. 
Yeah. Hey, Greg, thank you very much. Uh, appreciate the great work uh, you are doing. Doug, it's almost like 29 years of sort of pent-up frustration yeah. is is just flowing all over McMahon Stadium now. It's a volcano. It's an <laughs> eruption of uh, just long, pent-up, overdue excitement and just pure joy, right? And unadulterated joy in the face of so many fans and players right now. It's it's uh, it's pretty special, pretty ecstatic. Well, yeah, Brandon Alexander uh, in his third year with the Blue Bombers. He's a Grey Cup champion, and Christian O'Mell had a chance to talk to him. Brandon Alexander, you're a Grey Cup champion. How does this feel? <laughs> I mean, it feels good. It just, I, I, can't, I can't even explain it, man. I just I want to celebrate with my teammates and, and have a good time tonight, man. It's been 29 years, and uh, we're just proud of our guys. And uh, I'm just ready to celebrate with my guys, man. That's it. That's it. Did you expect this kind of dominant performance from your team? Well, again, we come out each week and prepare a session. We want to come out and just dominate our opponents no matter what what it is. And, you know, regardless if it's a shootout or or not, we just want to go out there and just be the best play team that we can be. And that's all we could do. You led from start to finish. What statement did this team make tonight? Don't ever count us out. At the end of the day, you know, they started from the beginning of the season to the first round of the playoffs, and they counted us out every single week. And we just said, you know what, we're just going to fight hard, and we believe in the guys in our building. And that's what we showed today. Look around the stadium right now. What is this like to have all these fans cheering for you guys? Man, man, they, they've been waiting too. They've been waiting 29 years just as well. And, you know, they came by to show support, and uh, we wouldn't be here without them as well. So, you know, thank them for coming, and, you know, we're ready to celebrate them together. Congratulations, Brandon. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Doug, you know, I've been to a lot of great cups, Doug Brown, and I don't recall an hour after a game, and maybe maybe I just missed it, but an hour after a game where the players are still out there uh, having a good time. Why not, though, eh? They, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's it's one of those things. It's been so long. You, you don't know. You, you don't think it's going to obviously ever be this long, but drink it in, right? That's yeah. The method, uh, the message of the day I feel right now is that it, you can't take too long celebrating this because it's been so long. You can't yep. enjoy yourself too much because there's been such a dearth of enjoyment in uh, in the realm of football in this province. Yeah, and, and if you wondered if the players understood the drought and the frustration of the fans, I think Brandon Alexander said it best there, uh, and he said it two or three times. It's been 29 years, so the players get it. I mean, they know what this means to their fans. And there's a ton of fans here, Doug. You've been here for the last three days. Uh, I've been here all week. Uh, the, the Bomber fans started rolling in on Thursday, Friday, and uh, they're everywhere. Yeah, you know, and, and the one difference, I think, too, between the fan experience and the, the players know what the fans went through. The fans lived it. They lived yep. every day of this. The, the the players, you know, they adopted it. They were It was thrown on their on their uh, mental place, they were they were given this this uh, this drought. And they didn't create it. They had to handle it. They dealt with it. But those fans lived this for 29 years every day in this nine-team league. And uh, wow, it all explodes tonight. Another proud Winnipegger who is part of the Grey Cup champs is Thomas Miles, a special teams ace, long snapper. When Chad Rempel was hurt, and Greg Mackling talked with Miles. Thomas Miles, just standing by here. This is this. I know he does. I'm going to wait fairly patiently here. 
Okay. Yes, hi. Give me a word, man. How you doing? I got the tears in my eyes. It's ecstasy. It's it's un indescribable. I, I can't really put words to it. We've been working for it for years and it all came together tonight. What a what a show. Oh man. Amazing. On so many levels, right? I, I, so many guys took their game to new levels and uh, and it brought it home to Winnipeg. Forget the drought. The drought's over. Okay, G-Mac and <laughs> Thomas Miles. Sometimes those 40-second interviews, Doug, say it all, don't they? Yeah. We don't need <laughs> we don't need long uh, discussions about anything, just the emotion that's pouring out of these guys. And I think every champion, uh, it's the same to a degree, but, boy, this one seems like, uh, like guys are just a little more over the top. This is genuine, right? It's genuine, oh, yeah. it's raw, and it's it's unfiltered. And these guys are just overcome, and you're overwhelmed. And uh, like you said, it's uh, in terms of this this football team has navigated adverse situations. But what is a bigger mountain than what this football team had in front of them? Yeah. Hey, we have Zach Calaris uh, on the line, the Blue Bomber quarterback, who is now a Grey Cup champion. Zach, thanks for joining us. Bob Irving and Doug Brown, how does it feel? Feels great, man. We did it. We did it. When uh, did you get a sense that this game was kind of under your control, if I can use that term, or that things were going really well? Um, You know, they're a quick strike group on offense, so... uh... You, know, you could never get too confident, but uh, our offensive line did an unbelievable job all night of pushing the pile. So we knew uh, we knew there'd be plays there to be made, and we'd be able to control the ball. So, yeah. And Andrew Harris, uh, he made kind of a statement tonight, didn't he? Huh? I couldn't get you. Okay. Sorry, Bob. What's no, that? I said Andrew Harris made a statement tonight, didn't he? Oh yeah, he's running hard all night, all night. Okay, hey, Bob. I got. I got. I'm going to the locker room. I'll call, give you guys a call back. All right. Okay. <laughs> He's busy. No problem, Zach. Hey, congratulations, <laughs> Zach Calaris on a cell phone. We got it all covered there, uh, and he's got to go to the locker room. Now, obviously, Michael Shea wants to get them all in there, and yeah, and so they can. Good luck with that. You. Talk about yeah. hurting cats right now. Holy. Yeah. Smokes. No kidding. Well, we've had a lot of the cats on the air. Another one is Justin Medlock. He tied a Grey Cup record with six field goals tonight, and Christian O'Malley caught up with Justin Medlock. So Medlock, you're a Grey Cup champion. How does that sound? It's awesome. I mean, it's what we, uh, you know, we prepped for this whole, uh, whole off season, and you know, just the other guys that have been in this locker room that didn't get to witness this, but uh, you know, started, you know, in 2016. I felt like, and um, you know, we were able to get it done now. Six field goals for you tonight. Does that feel six? Make it six? I don't think six. No. No, I think maybe like four or some. I thought I they know. said six. Maybe. <laughs> you don't even I keep don't, track. I don't even keep track, but, uh, yeah, it was uh, I it was think good. I heard them say your last one was six, which ties a great cup uh, record. Maybe five for six. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, it was, uh, it was good. Um, just, you know, points are valuable for the team. And, uh, you know, really needed to step up and, uh, you know, just help the team out. And we, we got it done. To be able to do this with your family here, how special does that make this? It's great. Uh, my, you know, my wife, uh, she's pregnant. And so, you know, coming up here from Florida is always tough. And, um, yeah. Yes. We did it, buddy. We did it. Um, and, uh, you know, she came up here, and it was great to, you know, for her to, to see this, and my mom, too, and my nephew. So, uh, you know, it's not easy for my wife, but, you know, she ended up, uh, you know, taking one for the team, and um, we got it done. Look around this place right now. Yeah, All awesome. these crazy people that have been waiting a long time for this. Does that? How does that add to this tonight? It's great. I mean, I know Portage Ave is going to be uh, going crazy. Uh 
you know, we got the best fans, you know. They see me all the time. They see me in Costco or in breakfast and say, hey, bring it home. So I'm glad that we, we were able to, to bring home the Great Cup championship. Congratulations, Justin. Thanks. thanks. Hey, Christian. Th Doug, can you believe that uh, Medlock didn't know he kicked six field goals? <laughs> <laughs> he thought he had four or five. I guess when you kick that many, you kind of lose track. It's <laughs> easy, track. right? You're just like, yeah. oh, oh, really? That's nice. So yeah. It's funny. He missed his first one. Yeah. And I, I got it. I got a text from somebody who said uh, reference 2001, but uh, <laughs> it didn't turn out the way it did in 2001. Yeah, that certainly did not last and was not a factor in this game. Yeah. Oh, for sure. All right, Greg Mackling uh, had a visit with Bomber defensive coordinator, and what a satisfying his third, his third great cup now, Richie Hall. Congratulations. Well, thank what you. a performance by your defense, not only today, but down the stretch. What you've managed to do is absolutely spectacular to, to limit three very good teams from not being able to do what they've been doing to other teams all year. Well, they just played well. You know, we knew we had a good defense. Uh, we just talked about being consistent, playing for each other, and uh, we had a great opportunity, and they played their butts off. I mean, I couldn't ask for a better stretch, and we didn't do nothing special other than they played with their heart, and they did a hell of a job. They're a close-knit group, are oh, they? They're, they're a special group. You know, we talked about being special. They made this a special season. They made this a special run, and it's a special group of young men in that room, and I, I'm just so happy to be uh, associated with them. I asked Brandon Alexander the last time he won a championship. Do you know the answer to that? Never. 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 Coach O'Shea always talks about making special memories, and they created special memories for 2019. Thanks, Coach. Thank Congratulations. You. Thank you. Hey, Greg Mackling, thank you. Doug, uh, we're going to take a break, and then we'll come back, and, and we are going to put some our, of our phone callers on the air. We've heard from probably half of the Bomber team on our post-game show. I want you to just, Doug, say another word about that. Sometimes they call it the defensive triangle, the two tackles, and in the case of the Bombers, it's Drake Nevis, Steve Richardson, and Jake Thomas, and then the middle linebackers, Adam Big Hill. And when that group is strong and they're surrounded by the Jeff Coates and the Jeffersons and the Kyrie, Wilson's but that's a tough combination isn't it yeah I mean if you don't have that interior and and you've got outside edge players like Willie Jefferson and Jackson Jeffcoat then all that happens is the quarterback just steps up and yeah. uh, all he does is steps up in the pocket and just completes the ball downfield and that's what quarterbacks are used to doing because it's three on two in the middle so you usually only have your your two interior defensive linemen trying to get a push one of them's always double teamed tonight that didn't really seem to matter so when you're going to be really successful against a quarterback is when you've got your edge rushers, the caliber of Jeff Coat and Willie Jefferson, but then you've got everything crumbling down right in front of the quarterback uh, down Main Street from, from A to B in that straight line, then there's really nowhere for them to go. And that's why you saw the kind of harassment that Dane Evans was under tonight and how they were able to strip sack and, and take the football away from him multiple times. Yeah, and I think we all thought, again, before we break, Doug, we all thought that Dane Evans, as good as he's been this year, young guy, if the Bombers could unsettle him, rattle him a bit, get him off his mark, that would make a big difference, and it did. 
Yeah, that's, you know, we were talking about that. We're like, this offensive line has kept him so clean. He hasn't had the experience that uh, a new starting quarterback that is young in the CFL, he hasn't had that rough ride. He hasn't had to contend with that. He's had a great offensive line that's protected him and given him a clean pocket. That disintegrated tonight right in front of him. He must have wondered where these guys were coming from. They were mm-hmm. all winning their one-on-one battle, one-on-one battles, and they were able to get in his face. Andrew Harris named the most outstanding player and the top Canadian in the game as he rushed for well over 100 yards. Uh, the Bombers finished the year with a 14-7 and record, 11-7 and during the regular season, and then three wins in the postseason. They are Grey Cup champions after beating Hamilton 33-12. to Gosh, it feels good to say that. <laughs> 780-6868. We'll come back, and I don't mind saying it, Doug. We'll come back and take your calls. You're listening to the Eliminator RC Great Cup postgame show on 680 CJOB. This is the Eliminator RC Great Cup postgame show on your voice of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, 680 CJOB. All right, welcome back to our postgame show on CGOB. Bob Irving in Calgary, Doug Brown back uh, home in the studio, and Harry's on the phone line. We're going to have lots more phone calls. Harry, go ahead. You're on the postgame show. Way to go, Bombers. What a showing. <laughs> Complete domination. Andrew Harris, Dom, uh, Harris, Dembski, everybody from Oak Park dominated tonight. They did it for the city. It was amazing. Bob. Doug, you guys did an awesome job all year. So happy. Go, Bombers! All right, Harry. <laughs> well done. We'll line up some more phone calls, but first we'll go back to Greg Mackling, who has Stanley Bryant. Stanley, congratulations. I know you got your family here. Yeah. You started your career in this stadium. Is it a little bit extra special to do it right here? Um, of course, yeah. Like you said, it's where I started, but I mean, it's, it's more special to be able to do it with a group of guys, man. Just to finally end the drought, Winnipeg, and bring the city a championship is a major thing. And I'm just happy we was able to do it. Can you imagine the party that's waiting for you back in oh, Manitoba? Yeah. Oh, yes. It's a whole week, man. We're going to burn the city down. <laughs> Thanks, Stanley. <laughs> Thank Congratulations. You. Yes, sir. Thank you. Going to burn the city down. Well, that's just a figure of speech, right, Doug? Yeah, that's just that's just an exaggeration. Not yeah. literally. Metaphorically, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. Right on. All right, Christian O'Mal now with Rashid Bailey. You're a great cup champion, Rashid Bailey. How does that feel? Oh, my God, man. Everything we've, we've worked so hard for this moment. Oh, my goodness. It feels so good. Like, I can't even, like... My energy, my excitement, this was for Manitoba, this was for Winnipeg, my family back home in Philly, like this is what I'm talking about, this is this is love, this is joy right here, this is pure love, I couldn't ask for a better, a better place to be. When you were first brought in here, did you I think this was possible? I knew we had something special, when Coach O'Shea said, everybody's going to come here with their own agenda. But if you put your own agenda aside and focus it on being a champion, it all was worth it. And look at me now, I'm a great cup champ. And I couldn't feel better, man. I saw you sharing a moment there with Ryan Rigmaiden. What does he mean to you? Ryan was on me for, for years. Every time I got released from an NFL team, he always hit me up. He always made sure, listen, you got a place here in, in Winnipeg or wherever he was at. He was letting me know, listen, I want you here. And I'm here, and I'm a great coach champ, and it's crazy. Have fun tonight, Rashid. Enjoy this. I will. Thank you. 
All right, Christian Rashid Bailey. Hey, Doug Brown, uh, I want to be Mike O'Shea's agent. He's a free agent at the end of this year. Uh, his, his stock is rising faster than anything on the TSX, isn't it? Yeah, you know what? And a whole bunch of players are going to want to get yeah. paid too. But oh, yeah. we don't have to. We don't have to worry about these things. No. These are these are these are good problems to have, right? Like having yeah. too many good players. So there you go. But sure. that's uh, that's pretty funny. Okay, before we get back to the phone calls. One of the guys we need to hear from is Chris Streveler because he was, I don't know if heroic might be a word that doesn't fit in sport, Doug Brown, but uh, here's a guy who's got, I mean, he's probably got a broken foot and it's torn ligaments and God knows what in that foot and ankle, but he just showed up every week and today he was mad because one of the Hamilton players, I think, twisted his foot uh, when he was on the ground. He got a penalty for it, but he but he, he just kept coming back in the game. He ran over Frankie Williams. Hey, Hey, the Bombers out out physicaled Hamilton, didn't they, Doug? Oh, without question. And you know, Chris Trevler is really embodies that. He he just is a guy that is not going to be denied, right? And he's a he's a physical dynamo out there. He's uh, an unusual physical strength, uh, a stature kind of player in, in, a, in a position that you just don't see it. That's what makes him so effective is that he's in a spot where you just don't get those feats of physical dominance. He puts it on display and it gives this team a, a fantastic other element. Okay, Greg Mackling had a chance to chat with Chris Strevler. Strevy, how's it feel, brother? Best feeling in the world. Best feeling in the world. How many wheels broken? What can you tell me? I'm not going to tell you anything, man. Nothing? You know that, man. We were a tight shit. We're all fighting through things. We're champions now. Doesn't matter. These are all brothers now for life. You know that. Man, everyone's just telling each other they love each other, man. And we really do. We really love each other. When's the last time you won a championship? Eighth grade Pee Wee football. St. Mary's. St. Mary's Pee Wee football. We beat the Crystal Lake Raiders. What was the score? Doesn't matter. We won. I don't even know. Congratulations. You, do you have any idea what's waiting for you in Winnipeg? I don't know, but I've had my parade outfit picked out for about four months now. I'm going to be looking swaggy. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I'm going to be looking swaggy, says Chris Streveler. He's had his parade outfit picked out for four months. <laughs> uh, that's, I don't know, Doug. It's just awesome to hear this, isn't it? Just the joy, right? Oh, and, man. you know, Streveler's still buttoned up to an extent, still won't share the injury <laughs> report. Someone needs to tell Streveler it doesn't matter anymore what right. injury you're hiding. If anything, yeah. share it with us so we can appreciate what you fought through. But yeah. that shows you the discipline of these players, right? They're still like, I, I don't know if I should be talking about this, but yeah. there is another element of, uh, just pure joy in their voices right now and uh, uh, these guys are getting unhooked, that's for sure. All right, we talked about uh, Paul Apolis, the offensive coordinator, and what a super job he did. Christian O'Mal had a chance to talk to him. Paul Apolis, I'm you're, uh, you're a little soaked right now. Yeah, Rasheed Bailey poured a beer on my head. But how did that feel as a champion? Oh, it's awesome. You know, just to be in the room with all the guys and, you know, just all the stuff we'd had to overcome through the season, it's just an outstanding feeling. How would you describe tonight's game? You know, I thought all three phases dominated and played really hard physical football. Uh, you know, just like Osh always talks about, football IQ, physical and clean football. I thought we did that very well. Andrew Harris to get most outstanding Canadian, most valuable player in the Grey Cup after the season he's had. What kind of statement did he make tonight? Well, you know, like he's just a great football player and he wanted to win a championship and he helped us bring it. And he's done this all year. He's done it for three years for us. Somebody who 
you know, certainly makes people miss, breaks tackles, and, you know, really can make uh, take over a game. So hats off to him. It's well-deserved. And how does it feel to be the first team in this city in 29 years to bring it home? Yeah, you know, and this is, you know, obviously I've worked in this organization in 02 and 03, 10, 11, and 12, and now again. So to be able to be part of the team that broke the curse feels awesome to, for the fans. Well, congratulations, Paul. Enjoy this. Thank you. All right, Christian, thank you. And Greg Mackling now has had a chance to talk to former Bomber Kevin Nealis and Mayor Brian Bowman. Greg? Kevin Nealis, it's been a long time coming, brother. You know, 35 years ago, we were in Edmonton. We beat the Hamilton Tiger Cats to end a 22-year drought. I think this may be even sweeter. <laughs> I'm trying to compose myself. I can only imagine how you're right now. Oh, just, I was an emotional mess. It was just so exciting. It's so good. Not only for the team, but for the city of Winnipeg. It's just awesome for the city of Winnipeg. I had a chance. Mayor Bowman was in the suite next to us, and I had a chance to give him a big hug. And he said, Tuesday afternoon, keep it open. <laughs> Tuesday afternoon, there you go. Kevin Nealis, former Winnipeg Blue Bomber. Mayor Bowman. Hi. Here we are, baby. How are you? I couldn't be better. How are you? Winnipeg. It's back. Number one. It's awesome. What an amazing organization and team. These guys are incredible. So congratulations to the club and all of uh, all the fans from coast to coast to coast who've been cheering on our team. It's just an amazing, amazing feeling that the fact that they were able to bring it home. What are you doing Tuesday afternoon? Uh, we're going to be busy. We'll keep you posted. Thanks, man. <laughs> All right, Greg. Well, there is going to be a parade. I understand it's going to go down Main Street to City Hall. I'm scooping the world on this, uh, Doug Brown. I don't know. Beyond that, I don't know timing and more specific details, but there will be a parade. And then there may be something later, a uh, gathering at IG Field. I'm just speculating on that. I, I'm not certain. But uh, there is going to be a big celebration in Winnipeg. And it's time for one, isn't it, Doug Brown? <laughs> I got some high expectations because they've been saving a lot of money over the years not having to do these, right? So there should be a, a, a reservoir, some sort of savings fund that is accrued over time. This yep. better be pretty spectacular. Hey, before we... Uh, okay, let's go to Gary on the phone line. Gary, if you've been patiently waiting. Go ahead. Bob. Yeah. Oh, we're so excited. My wife's crying. My dog's happy. Way to go, Bombers. Season, All right. ticket, season ticket holders for over 30 years. Way to go, Medlock and Andrew Harris. We've been tapping his bobblehead all week. <laughs> well, that's what right made him. Now. That's what made him so good. The tapping of the bobblehead. Oh, we did it all week <laughs> and all night, all game. All oh, right. We're so excited for the bombers, all the bomber fans in Winnipeg and Manitoba, and right across Canada, even and yeah. the states. Good. Okay, Gary. Thanks for the call and enjoy. Enjoy the celebration. Thanks very much. All right, Nate is, now Nate calls us occasionally. He's calling from Cleveland. Nate, go ahead. Oh, hey, Bob. Hey, Doug. How are you guys feeling tonight? Oh, pretty good. <laughs> I can imagine. Uh, I I just became a CFL fan about 10 years ago, and I've always been a Bombers fan in those 10 years, and I can't imagine how great people who've been waiting 29 years feel. Well, I kind of can. I'm from Cleveland. But I just want to say <laughs> thanks, Bombers. For such a great season, uh, thank you to all the Winnipeg fans I've ever met online or anything. You guys are awesome, and soak it in, Manitoba. You guys are great cup champions. That is awesome. Yes, it ever. Hey, Nate, thanks for the call from Cleveland. Uh, 
Before we take another break, uh, let's see. Christian had a chance to talk to you. Talk about uh, guys, sort of unsung heroes, the special teamers, the haulers of wood and hewers of water. One of those is number 44, Shane Gauthier, and here's Christian O'Mell with him. Shane, I talked to you two days ago. You told me your dad was coming, yeah. your mom, all your, all your family that was coming here. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Fantastic. How do you put this in... Is it possible to put it into words how you feel right now? Not really. You just you're just feeling it. You just you just enjoy the moment and yeah, I'm a champion, man. I'm a champion. Congratulations. Thank you. All right, that was Greg Mackling with uh, Shane Gauthier and uh, Kyle Milroy. Before we go to our next caller, uh, I think we should hear from John Rush, and he's another guy, number thirty-two, sort of a behind-the-scenes guy who doesn't get a lot of uh, publicity, but the, everybody on this team is important. And here's Greg with John Rush. Ten seconds, John. How you doing, brother? Good. I'm I'm excited. Sorry, <laughs> I try not to swear, but I'm excited right now. What, what, what does this mean when you look around? There's friends, there's family, there's fans on the field right now. This is just the beginning of a few days of ecstasy, man. <laughs> yeah, no, it, honestly, being in Winnipeg the past, like, four years, you can really feel the energy that everyone was bringing to this game. And, and you know, it really was a home field advantage, this game. You could hear them cheering. You could hear them here. You could hear them all the way back from Winnipeg. So it's just insane being able to do this for the city. It's just such a good feeling. We'll uh, see you back in the bag. Oh, yeah, sounds good. It's nice to you. Congratulations. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. All right, then, Greg Mackling. Hey, Doug Brown, you know what I like about this win tonight for the Bombers and ending the drought is how decisive it was. It yeah. wasn't one yeah. of those games where... Zero you know, controversy, right? Yeah, they got outstatted and, you know, maybe got a lucky play here or there. They, or a they bad call. Yeah. yeah, they dominated the game. They left zero doubt in anyone. Like, there's just no... There's no counter argument. There's no argument. There's no, oh, you had the refs or you had this call or you got a lucky bounce or we were coming back and then there was a bad call. No, there's absolutely no counter to the argument that the Bombers are the supreme champions of, of 2019. There is no, there's no but that, that you, can, you can stick on the end of that sentence. Indeed. Let's go back to the phones. Daryl, you're on the post-game show with Bob and Doug. Oh, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> I don't I don't even know how to feel, first of all, to talk to you guys, but second of all, of course, the the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, I was eleven the last time they were in the Grey Cup and I was a uh, far away away. I was truck driving, but now I'm here at my home and I watched it live and it was amazing. Thank God for CGOB and everybody at the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Thank you. I am in tears as I talk to you now. Thank you. Have a wonderful evening. Oh, my goodness. This is, I don't even know how to even speak right now. Thank you. Daryl, thanks for the call. We appreciate the emotion. We love to hear that. Now, my producer, Kyle Milroy, says we have someone calling us from the island of Tonga. Barry, you're on the postgame show with Bob and Doug. Hi, Knuckles, man. This is amazing. You might remember my daughter. She shadow. She uh, did a shadow job with you a few years back, probably about six, seven years ago. But I live in the kingdom of Tonga. I followed you and Doug all season long. Uh, we live down here now. 
And uh, this was an amazing game. This year, this I uh, didn't get to hear your call this game. We had uh, we happened to be able to get an internet feed, but man, I, this was just amazing. I remember, I remember in the '80s being on Portage in Maine. This was a big game. We had friends from all over the islands come and join us for the game to cheer us on. It was terrific. Yeah, well, I, so the the island of Tonga is. Uh, it's the kingdom of Tonga, Polynesian sovereign state, archipelago, 169 islands. Uh, where exactly is that, Barry? Where is that? We we are uh, uh, we be north northeast of New Zealand. Uh, directly south of Hawaii on the southern hemisphere. We're at 18 degrees uh, latitude in. Uh, does it really matter? We won the cup. No, 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 no. It doesn't matter where I am. It matters where the cup is. Yeah. Just try to get an idea. Hey, Barry, thanks for taking the. T- what, the so it's Monday there, right? It's Monday. What is what? Four thirty. Qu- oh no, sorry. It's five after five Monday afternoon. Yeah, that's what I figured. Something and like I, that. Well, listen, Barry. The thanks. Day I've had. Okay, <laughs> thanks for calling us. We appreciate it. Thanks. Barry from Tonga. Why not, eh? The Bombers end 29 years of frustration for the franchise and their fans with a most decisive 33-12 win over Hamilton in the Grey Cup game. We'll come back, 780-6868. You're listening to the Eliminator Grey Cup postgame show on 680-CJOB. This is the Eliminator RC Grey Cup postgame show on your voice of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, 680-CJOB. Well, the Blue Bombers were ahead 8-3 after the first quarter. It was 11-6 late in the second quarter when Chris Streveler threw an 18-yard touchdown pass to Andrew Harris. A tremendous throw by Streveler between two Hamilton defenders. Harris, a heck of a catch. That gave the Bombers an 18-6 lead. And if I was going to pick out one play in the game uh, that really sent the Bombers on their way, it would be that one or... Or uh, late in the third quarter, Hamilton had scored a touchdown to make it a 12-point game. And on a second and six, Zach Calaris from the Winnipeg 45, Zach Calaris avoided the rush, moved up in the pocket, and hit uh, Drew Olatarski for a big gain and a first down. It led to a field goal and a 15-point lead. Uh, and then that sort of, it didn't remove all doubt, but uh, just the way the game was trending, you thought it was pretty much over at that point. Back to the phone calls. Ryan, you're on the post-game show. Go ahead, Ryan. How's it going, guys? Good. How are you? Fantastic. I'm down here in uh, Newport Beach, California. Just watched the uh, game with my grandpa, Kenny, playing. Um, Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah, it really was, wasn't it? How's Kenny doing? He's doing fantastic. Yeah, you know, they're down here for the month, uh, staying at their son's uh, place, their timeshare down here. And he's, you know, he can't complain. He's content as can be. Yeah, you guys got the game on TV down there, eh? Yeah, we did. That's fantastic that ESPN covers everything. So I just moved down here two weeks ago, so to be able to watch the games uh, on ESPN has been fantastic. All right. Well, listen, Ryan, say hello to Ken and Jan for me and and Doug, and I'm glad uh, the Bombers could give them the joy that everybody in Manitoba and really uh, Bomber fans around the world are feeling. They had us in tears, Bob. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. You guys enjoy the rest of your night and enjoy this one. Okay, Ryan, thanks very much. Yeah, a lot of crying going on uh, for Bomber fans. Bob, you're on the post-game show on CGOB. Go ahead, Bob. 
Yeah, this morning I was having uh, toast, coffee, bacon, and eggs in the A&W here in Winnipeg in one of them and picked up a Winnipeg Sun. Yeah. I don't know if you know of this writer, a fellow by the name of uh, Chris, uh, Steve Simmons. Yeah, I know where you're going. I saw the story, yeah. What a jerk. And I felt <laughs> so great to yeah. see Andrew win not one, but both of those trophies. Mm-hmm. The Bombers played one heck of a game. Uh, you and I have spoken during the year, and I was very critical on many times of the coach, but everybody came through. Um, the one thing that worries me most, though, is I know we got a lot of free agents, and this win is going to make them a lot more valuable. Uh, I think the GM's got his work cut out during the uh, the winter, but what a win for everybody. Uh, great on the Bombers, great on you and Doug. And you were wondering, Doug, it's not cold here. It's uh, one above, and it's actually okay. raining. Yeah, all right. Yeah, but well, thanks, thanks for a great season of broadcasting, and... Uh, this one is one of the sweetest ones of all, and I've had tickets since 64, so this one's great. Well, enjoy, Bob, and thanks for the call. Now, Kyle Milroy, do we have Clay Young with another update? Okay, let's go to Clay. Here at Portage and Bain, it's a pandemonium as uh, the crowd continues to grow here. Uh, city police have closed uh, Canada's famous intersection down. Bomber fans, uh, they're waving all kinds of of uh, paraphernalia around here. I'm just going to wade into the crowd. Sir, hey. sir, how do you feel uh, the drought is over? It's been 29 years since I stood on this spot celebrating the Bombers. Yeah, Bombers and go Harris. So you were here in 1990. I was. And and it's been this long since you were here again because now it's they've won it's the again. first championship we've gotten. Yeah. The Jets haven't managed to get us to this spot. Right. They will soon. Yeah. But the Bombers are where we've been waiting for it, and 29 years is a long time for us to wait. You mentioned Andrew Harris. He was just a beast, wasn't he? Amazing. Most valuable player, most valuable Canadian. He ran over it. The hometown boy made us proud. So did Nick Dembski. Yes. He had a hell of a game. Yeah. And our defense was unbelievably good. Jefferson um, and, and Jeff Coat. Right. Fantastic game. Probably the best games of their careers. All right, you go back to the party. Thanks a lot, man. All right. Hey, how are you? <laughs> yeah, we did. Reporting from Portage in Maine, Clay Young Global News. Well, you know, Clay Young would be on any Streeter's all-star team. He's just <laughs> phenomenal when he goes out and chases down stories like that. Hey, Kyle Milroy, uh, I know Dancing Gabe was at the game. The Bombers, as a matter of fact, uh, are the ones who brought him here to Calgary to be part of the game and part of the celebration. And Greg Mackling had a chance to chat with Dancing Gabe. Dancing Gabe, it's done. Yeah, it's finally done. This is super special for so many people in Winnipeg. And you, do you know how many people are happy for you? Yeah. So what do you think? What do you think is going to happen next week? What are we going to do in Winnipeg? Uh, parade. Parade? Yeah. Mayor Bowman tells me to keep Tuesday afternoon open. Okay. Thanks. Do you think you can put that in your calendar? Yeah. We'll see you maybe close to Portage in Maine, somewhere along the parade route? Yeah. Right on. What do you want to say to Winnipeg? Hey, Winnipeg, we done it. 
Okay, GMAC, that's perfect dancing, Gabe. And one more from Greg. Now, we heard from John Rush earlier, a Blue Bomber special teamer, backup fullback. John Rush's mom is there, and GMAC talked to her. So you're John Rush's mom. What's your first name? Debbie. And my husband's birthday, and he won the Grey Cup. Come on. I'm not kidding. So what does this mean to you? I know it's the cliche oh question, God. but what does it mean to your family? And I feel like we're just, we've just reached every goal John set since he was eight years old. I mean, he wanted to win the Grey Cup, always talked about it, and here we are. It's like a Canadian boy's dream come true. And we're all here, his whole family. When you found out you were going to be coming here for this game this oh week, oh my tell God. me about it. Everybody at work, they made cupcakes actually for me with W's and footballs on them. And it's everybody's like nuts about it. Like, you know, behind somebody. So I, like, I want them to win too. Yeah, they were, uh, my phone is blew up to tell you the truth. So, Where's home? Niagara Falls. Thank you for this and congratulations. I'm you, you know. I didn't really. I loved it. It was one of the best interviews so far. Thank you very much. Have a great day. <laughs> All right, Greg Mackling. Thank you. Back to the phone calls we go. Jim, you're on the post game show. Go ahead, Jim. Hey, it's uh, Jim from Stuart Burn calling. Yeah. I've got, I'm out in the front deck smoking my victory cigar and having a Revelation Hellworks uh, Teleforce. And I just want to uh, congratulate the Bombers on their. On their on the win, and uh, my buddy Marvin, he's a, he was a lifelong fan. He's 82 years old. I uh, can't go to games anymore because his vision is is gone. But uh, just uh, for him, it's a great it's a great day for for both of us and and uh, and for the whole province of Manitoba. Yeah, fantastic. And I'm wearing a Chris Drevler autographed Coyotes hat. And I talked to Chris last year when he signed. It. I says, Chris, take us to the promised land. Uh, a year later, well, it happened. So. Yeah, it was a big part of it. So, it sure anyway, that's that's good, and I'm I'm just happy happy for everybody in in uh, in a province. So, yeah, I would say happiness is widespread, uh, Jim. Even even the casual sort of mm. sport fan, football fan, uh, can't help. I don't think, but feel kind of elevated by this. Uh, the Bombers have been battling so long to to erase that drought, and, and that's what makes it probably more noteworthy than any other championship would be, right? Yeah, I've been a fan for over 50 years and stuff, and we went through a lot of hard times. And uh, well, mm. finally, finally, we've got uh, we got it. We got the monkey off our back, hopefully. And and if we can keep some of our players around for next year, uh, who knows? It's yeah. it's going to happen again. So it just. Uh, anyways, uh, I guess I'll let you get to your next call. All right, Jim. Thanks, Thanks for the for call. We me. appreciate. It. Yeah, enjoy. Okay. Yeah, uh, you and many others having a wonderful night celebrating the Blue Bombers victory. Justin Medlock six field goals. The Bombers had six sacks. They forced seven turnovers. Just sort of overwhelming uh, numbers they put up defensively and uh, on the kicking game. And they had over 400 yards of offense against a 15 and three Hamilton Tiger Cat football team, leaving no doubt at all about who deserves to be the 2019 Grey Cup champion. It is the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. I don't think I'll ever get tired of saying that. 780-6868. We'll come back and take a few more of your calls. You're listening to the Eliminator RC Grey Cup postgame show on 680 CJOB. This is the Eliminator RC Grey Cup postgame show on your voice of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. 680 CJOB. And welcome back to Calgary. Uh, I am in the hotel, the Sheraton Eau Claire Suites, where I've stayed all week. And this happens to be the hotel that the Blue Bombers are in. 
and it's been really quiet in here throughout the day. But uh, there's starting to be a lot of noise now. We're just sort of above, on the mezzanine level, above the lobby. And I can hear some fans coming back in here now. And I think some of the families of the players are wandering through here as the celebration of the Blue Bombers' Great Cup victory continues here in Calgary. Let's go back to our phone callers. Julie, you're on the postgame show with Bob and Doug. Go ahead, Julie. Hi. First off, I'd like to just congratulate the Bombers. Yep. And then I'd like to add in that... Uh, We've been season ticket holders since 1972. Okay. My husband was born in 1958, and the Bombers won the Grey Cup. My son was born in 1988, and the Bombers won the Grey Cup. And our first grandson was born in 2019, and the Bombers won the Cup. The stars are aligned. I think so. Beautiful. My husband just had had one other comment. He goes, for Kevin on Twitter, this one's for you. <laughs> All right, Julie, thanks very much. Kevin, for those who aren't on Twitter, uh, Kevin is a guy who's always taking shots at me. I don't know why, Doug, because I'm kind of a lovable guy, aren't I? Yeah, I'd like to meet Kevin, to tell you the truth. <laughs> Maybe we could discuss this in person. Yeah, I have a little chat with yeah. Kevin. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's taking some... Well, that's okay. When you go on Twitter, you can expect people to take some runs at you, and I have no problem with that. One of the things, too, Doug, that struck me tonight, and I, I want to watch some of these plays over, but the Bomber receivers, and we've talked about this, they block so well. And I saw Darvin Adams and Rasheed Bailey and Walatarski, uh, you know, and, and receivers aren't all great blockers. They just aren't. Uh, but these guys, uh, to me, it was part of that sort of collective, we're going to get this tonight attitude. Everybody was just going above and beyond. Yeah, we didn't see a, a lot of drops either, right? They really right. sold out. Their uh, attention to detail was on point. I totally agree with you in the sense they sold out on their run blocking. They really did whatever they could. They sacrificed their bodies just to make, you know, give you one more angle, spring a runner just for a little bit farther. But their uh, uh, pass catching abilities were uh, were at a very high level tonight as well. I think they did an excellent job. All right, back to the phone calls. Adam, you're on the post game show. Go ahead, Adam. Hey guys, what a great win tonight! Uh, you know, I was born in 1988, so for me, this is really uh, my first Grey Cup, and uh, I share it tonight with my grandmother, who's 88. She's been a season ticket holder since the stadium was on Osborne, and uh, just what a great feeling. Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you're expressing the views of a lot of people in Winnipeg, Manitoba, and around the world, Adam. Uh, it is a great feeling, isn't it? Absolutely. Her name is Toby Sawyer. She's yeah. been uh, a Bomber super fan for like, 60, 70 years now, and uh, I know she's just thrilled right now. So yeah. I thought I'd call and then let you guys know. Well, that's fantastic, Adam. Thanks for the call. And, uh, Party on, my friend. Absolutely. And yeah. uh, Dan, you said big victory for him tonight as well. For who? Uh, former uh, water boy and equipment manager Dan Usum. Oh, okay, for yeah. The team for, yeah. For many, many years. Happy to see him get a, a victory tonight as well. Yeah, great. Okay, Adam, thanks for the call. Hey, Doug, on that note, I'm thinking about guys like uh, 
Al Couture, Brad the athletic Foddy. therapist, Brad Foddy, the equipment manager, who's been, they've been waiting so long. Foddy, the longest of all. And uh, those guys behind the scenes are always critically important in any organization. But uh, what a wonderful time for those guys. Yeah, you know, they've uh, a lot of those guys have been along for a much longer ride than than any regime of, of players or, or coaches. And so it's They've, uh, they're very much in tune with the fan base uh, because they live in the community and, and their job is, you know, all the unseen things that, that, that go on. And they do an incredible job, you know, from getting players right to play again to outfitting them properly and getting them comfortable and fixing broken things. It's all the behind-the-scenes stuff. So the support staff never gets the credit they're due. But uh, obviously this could not have happened tonight without their contributions as well. No, and they deserve tons of credit, uh, and I feel so good for Brad Foddy because we, we always kid Brad that he came aboard, I think, in 1991, and, and we've kidded Brad that he's the... <laughs> <laughs> He's the jinx. No right? longer. No, no longer. longer. He can put that one away. All right. Uh, we'll come back. 780-6868. And uh, I think we'll come back and wrap it up. Uh, talk to maybe a couple more callers. We've been on the air for almost two hours. And uh, I'm not sure what's left to say. I think it's <laughs> it's just time to sort of go off into the night. And everybody who, you know, has been cheering for this team and cares about this team for so long just feels so good tonight after the Bombers beat the Ticats in the Great Cup 33 to 12. We'll come back. It's the Eliminator RC Grey Cup postgame show on 680 CJOB. This is the Eliminator RC Grey Cup postgame show on your voice of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, 680 CJOB. Well, the Four Seasons in Frankie Valley did a song many years ago called What a Night. And what a night it's been here in Calgary for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers winning the Great Cup. Back uh, to take a couple more phone calls. Cam, you're on uh, on the post-game show. Cam, go ahead. Hey, Bob, how's it going? Big uh, congrats out there to the Big Blue. Just uh, just a quick finger heading downtown. It was like back in the day with the happy honker. Everyone honked the horns, hooting and hollering. Took the kids down there. Reminded me back when I was a youngster, riding in the back of the station wagon, honking our horns. Great cool. time. Way to go, yep. Bombers. Okay, man, that's great. Thanks, Cam. Appreciate the call. Uh, Chris, you're on the post-game show with Bob and Doug. Hey, guys. How you doing? Uh, very happy about the Bomber win. I'm calling from Mexico, about 20 miles north of Bucerias, uh, sitting with a bunch of Gasher and Rough Rider fans that were actually rooting for the Bombers, believe it or not. <laughs> and uh, I'll tell you what, I was thanking them so much for Willie Jefferson. I mean, that guy played games of his life. Just what a what a absolute, I mean, destruction of that offense. It was it was incredible. Go Bombers. <laughs> okay, yeah, Willie was really good tonight, uh, and we appreciate oh. the call, Chris. Well, Doug, uh, I don't know wh- what's left to say. The the Blue Bombers have ended the the long drought. They they sort of defied the so called uh, pundits, the experts tonight who. So many, nearly all of them picked Hamilton to win. And again, I, understandable that the Ticats were 15 and 3, but I think the Bombers have sold people short. I felt that all week long here. They, they just didn't give them the, the due they deserved. And tonight, uh, they proved to everybody, and I, look, you and I have said this before, there, there's just no question about who the best team was tonight. And when you win four games in a row at the end of the year against Calgary, in Calgary, in Saskatchewan, and against the 15-3 and three Hamilton team, there is no doubt about who's the top dog. 
Yeah, and they just they did it the Winnipeg way, the hardest way possible, right? It wasn't gifted to them. It wasn't a win, one win at home and go, and go to the gray. They had to go on the road three times, okay? Zach Kolaris had to come on this team, learn a playbook. He didn't lose a game running this offense. So it was uh, it was so Winnipeg, just doing everything as difficult as possible. But, you know, you got your stripes that way, and uh, it couldn't be a better day of celebration for people that have been waiting almost three decades for this moment. Well, and the celebration will go on uh, the parade on Tuesday afternoon. Again, we'll have details for you probably in the morning on CJOB. Uh, I don't know what else to say. I've been covering this team for 47 years, and this is a real highlight for me. And, Doug, I think for the same reasons it is for you, I'm so happy for the fans and for the for Mike O'Shea and his staff and, and Wade and Kyle Walters and all the people involved in the in the front office and the players, of course, but the fans. Uh, man, what a great, great night for the organization and the people who care so much about the organization. Yeah, and I just feel like any tarnishment, any lack of respect for this, this franchise and this organization, that is now wiped. You know, now this is this is a return and a restoration to the kind of uh, football, the kind of consistent winning playoff season football, culminating in a championship uh, that people that have followed this storied uh, football team used to be accustomed to and were expecting of. And, and this is a full return to that. And uh, you couldn't be happier just to see this team in the bright lights now as opposed to enduring yet another tragedy. All right, we got one more coaches show with Michael Shea tomorrow night from 7 to 8 on CGOB. The parade on Tuesday, the celebrations will go on. Uh, Doug, you and I will sign off for the final time as a team this season. Uh, what a season it's been. Lots of ups and downs and uh, developments, as there are in every season. But it ends on the highest note possible. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers defeated the Hamilton Tiger Cats 33-12 to here in Calgary. And the Blue Bombers are gray cup champions bob irving for doug thanks for joining us tonight on the eliminator rc great cup post game show from calgary on 680 you have been listening to the Eliminator RC Post Game Show on your voice of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, 680 CJOB.